The Lot Teaser Making serious a lot easier This podcast is powered by Faria de Oliveira Advogados Law Firm To do or not to do? That is the question. It might sound weird that a state can issue debt, but that's part of what eurobonds mean. States have been doing it for a long time now. Facing crisis, which back in the time this would usually be worse, governments would issue war bonds in order to finance that sector and save their country among other examples. Let's clarify. Eurobonds are financial instruments for raising long-term finance issued by governments, transnational banks, transnational and state corporations. In other words, states issue bonds which generates debt and raises liquidity through them, financing their national needs, buying investors who buy these bonds and have the right to be repaid the principal amount of the bond as well as to be paid an interest rate at a fixed or floating rate. Euro bonds or corona bonds would aim the pandemic situation and the impact that this has been having on both EU member states' economies and health systems and new funding to mitigate it. However, this decision has to be unanimous. Therefore, there was a bit of a drama this week. Three member states have declared that they are against generating common debt, which are Austria, Finland and the Netherlands. Differently than the 2008 global crisis, this pandemic is affecting every single sector and is freezing the global economy and people's mobility which could be worse than the crisis 12 years ago. Broadly speaking, the 2008 crisis was first a financial crisis, which began due to the American housing market and how accessible and low were interest rates, the so-called US housing bubble, but also by defaulting mortgages debts, which was the Lehman Brothers investment bank collapse which had a domino effect, causing huge unemployment, destruction of business and the economy in general. It took 10 years for the global economy to get back on track. We cannot afford taking that risk this time. Reason why the EU is looking at Corona bonds as a suitable financial instrument to face this problematic. Or even through a new credit line by the European Stability Mechanism, ESM a fund created to provide emergency loans to countries facing financial collapse. However, the Dutch finance minister has required that a report would be made so they could understand why some countries are being able to face this pandemic and others are not. That's to you, Italy and Spain. To which the Portuguese Prime Minister, António Costa, said that the mentioned report is a disgusting suggestion and contested the meaning of the European Union, as well as is a threat to the future of the EU. Also, the president of ESM mentioned that it would take three years to financially set up corona bonds. 
European Union has to act in a united and strong way. Are times like this that will show the beauties and flaws of the EU, but member states have to work towards the same purpose and assist each other. Anyways, there are people who want to join the party. Albania and North Macedonia have initiated membership negotiations with the European Union. However, they still have a long way to go. Catch me if you can! This is big. Nicolás Maduro, president of Venezuela, has been accused of drug trafficking, narco-terrorism, corruption and money laundering by the Department of Justice of the United States of America. More concretely, Attorney General of the United States, William Barr. This sounds like a Narcos episode from Netflix. So the Department of Justice has already offered $15 million for information leading to Maduro's arrest or conviction. So far, no extradition has been requested. It is alleged that Maduro conspired with the Colombian guerrilla army, also known as FARC before and after becoming president of Venezuela. Venezuela is already under fire due to its most serious economic crisis, in which Juan Guaido declared himself as president of this South American country, but has failed to take over. Maduro is among other 14 people from Venezuela and Colombia. All together now! Not guilty, too guilty. Remember the mass shooting last year in New Zealand? So this Australian man opened fire and killed 51 people while they were praying inside the mosques. The world was shocked. Firstly, he declared he was not guilty to all charges but now he pleaded guilty to all 51 charges of murder plus 40 charges of attempt murder and one of terrorist attack. Therefore, he will be sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 10 years. That's what we call a change of heart. Who you gonna call? Art Busters. Up in the Netherlands, a Vincent van Gogh painting was stolen. What? So, suspects took advantage of this corona times and broke into the Singer Laren Museum, a Dutch museum situated in Laren which is currently closed. The 5 million pounds painting was the personage garden at Newnan in spring. Google it, it's beautiful. It was not a fancy Catherine Zeta-Jones and Sean Connery entrapment movie scene. 
they simply and grossly smashed the front glass door of the museum on the exact same day it was the 167th Van Gogh's birthday. Happy birthday? March is Women's History Month. This is our last episode talking about Women's History Month, since March is almost over. But the fight must go on. We will be mentioning two women who focus on education rights for girls and women. These are Malala Yousafzai and Michelle Obama. Malala was only 11 years old when her battle began fighting for access to education in Pakistan. Pakistani activist and feminist, in a context where the local Taliban had banned girls from attending school, she was target of an attack and was shot by a Taliban gunman. Fortunately, she survived and she won in 2014, at the age of 17, the Nobel Peace Prize and created her foundation called the Malala Fund in order to ensure education rights both for women and girls. Her famous memoir is called I Am Malala, which is a must-read. Now, Michelle Obama. Oh, we miss her at the White House. Lawyer and author, she was the first African-American first lady and the only first lady to go to an Ivy League university. More precisely, Princeton University and Harvard Law School. She began the Let Girls Learn, an initiative focused on providing better access to education for girls as well as the Girls' Opportunity Alliance, a program of the Obama Foundation, which seeks empowering girls through education all over the world. To learn more about Michelle Obama, definitely read her 2018 memoir called Becoming. During this time, you'll probably have plenty of time to read all about these two awesome women. Educate yourself. That was it! Hope you enjoyed the legal issues of last week. TLT is excited to see you next Monday. Always making serious a lot easier. <laughs>